Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, 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 What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton. Welcome to episode 23 of the Power Company podcast, brought to you by PowerCompanyClimbing.com. We are one year old in just a few days, and it's been a a successful year for Power Company Climbing. Uh, Successful beyond any of my expectations, both in terms of business and uh, even more important in terms of building this community. Uh, you guys have been amazing. Um, you've really responded to everything I've asked. You've stepped it up every single time. I've wanted you to help out with something uh, from trusting us to help you with your training to telling your friends about what we do. And and I hear it every day at the crags and at the boulders. Uh, someone inevitably stops me and wants to talk about the power company, which I'm always more than happy to do. So thank you guys for for being who you are and for, you know, being part of this community. Uh, if you if any of you want to help, there are a bunch of ways you can do that. First, you can share us on your social medias. Uh, second, you can become a patron. Um, you can do that at patreon.com slash power company podcast. Um, we've got several levels of patronage there and uh, some goals that we want to meet. We've already reached goal number one, which means that this thing stays sponsor-free, uh, which I'm really stoked about. And we're nearly to goal number two, which means that we'll be buying equipment to uh, do some new podcast ideas and some live podcasts. And uh, thanks to Tommy Wilson for donating some of the equipment that we'll be using, and we've already started to develop our live podcast, so we're we're on our way. Uh, and last but not least, you can rate and review us on iTunes, um, and you guys have really stepped up with that, and that's why we've got this bonus episode today. And uh, a couple of reviews recently that I've really enjoyed reading, uh, David Kolchinski says, this podcast is good stuff. You should subscribe and listen to them all. Then check out the past blog posts, then order an ebook, then train like hell, then become a better climber. I couldn't have said it better myself, so thanks for that, David. And one titled All Meat and No Bone from E. Chez, who says, Love the podcast. It's great to be able to see further by standing on the shoulders of giants. This podcast brings the giants to you and entertains you the entire time. Thanks, Ichez. That's exactly what we're trying to do here um, from the start. That's how I've wanted it to be. So I'm stoked that that's what you guys are finding. Um, so please go and give us a, a rating and a review on iTunes. We appreciate it. And because of all that support, um, you know, I figured you guys needed a bonus Christmas episode. Um, and uh, even though this this episode is pretty much zero to do with training, uh, it's about something that we value over here just as much, maybe more than progression, and that's community. My guest today, Miguel Ventura of the world famous Miguel's Pizza, could very easily be considered the the patriarch of the Red River Gorge climbing community, even though he wouldn't accept that role. 
I think we can all agree that that's that's a pretty it's a pretty good way to describe Miguel. Um, this was a tough conversation to make happen because Miguel is a busy, busy dude. And uh, but Dario, Miguel's son, who's a good friend of mine, made it happen. So thanks, Dario. And uh, if you stick around after the conversation with Miguel, we'll also be talking to Dario a little bit, kind of getting his perspective of what this crazy life has been like growing up in this Red River Gorge community. Um, I'm just going to jump into this thing because I'm, I'm stoked how it came out. And uh, yeah, I think you will be too. All right. You don't need a costume to be a person. You just need, you just need to be yourself. Yeah, so I threw that outfit out and I became who I am today. <laughs> a pizza man. I think the, the, the tourism is definitely, um, uh, they're coming out more and more. So yeah, it was, the volume was way bigger, yeah. Well, yeah, I did see a lot more tourists here this year. That was kind of surprising, but it's good because they're here mostly during the day. And then, yeah, yeah. you know, they're we, out of here by the time the climbers are in. Yeah, or yeah. Or the climbers run them out, one of the two. Yeah, well, the climb, that's like right now, it kind of feels like the old days when, you, you know, you fed the climbers in the morning and then they would come in at night. During the day, you just kind of laid yep. out in the sun for a couple of hours. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I think it's kind of fitting that we're sitting down here in the gear store right now, like, because this is kind of a new addition. And you've done such an amazing job of growing this thing from its small beginnings into this you know, world known Mecca that it's become. So, well, I, I mean, let's get it straight. I haven't done anything like that. I mean, I was available <laughs> for you guys. Uh, so I, the way I look, I've always looked at it is that, you know, I was here and you guys showed up and I kind of made you, uh, made a place for you guys to hang out, Yeah. but I have nothing to do with it besides providing a space. I think the guys that, Martin and uh, Porter and, uh, you know, all those guys that were, you know, had the vision of developing yeah, the climbing, sure. you know, those are, I mean, I just provided a space and I'm, I'm I enjoyed it. I was good. It's yeah, good. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think you're being a little too humble in that respect <laughs> because frankly, you know, this could have just been another backwoods, yeah. middle of nowhere climbing area. But you've provided this spot for yeah. all these people to congregate and have a base. And, you know, everywhere I go climbing, there, there are Miguel's T-shirts and right. Miguel's stickers. And everybody's been here and knows this place. So let's go. Let's, like, rewind well, all let, the way back. Me, yeah, yeah, do it. Talking about that, it was like <clears throat> when I was hanging out at the pizza shop and uh, Dario was in diapers behind the counter, yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> And Martin showed up, you know, and they started hanging out. Martin Hackleworth, I don't yeah. know if you remember him. Yeah, Tom. totally. And he would show up with some of his friends with their tights and, yeah. and have ice cream. <laughs> and they would come, you know, a few times uh, after a few weekends. He uh, approached me and said, listen, we, we really like the, the spirit of this place. 
and we would you want to open up you know we could uh, teach you how to rock climb and you could sell the gear for us yeah but that's what really started that it's like the, they saw the spirit of the place that's what anything um uh is successful it's about the spirit of the place totally totally so that's what started it yep and uh but martin had um the awareness of that yeah he so helped i give him some credit it. you know because yeah. he had the spirit of saying yeah this place is cool let's they're cool people let's do something here you know yeah because i didn't even know what climbing was before then i mean i was totally naive of it <laughs> yeah yeah and that's you're right that's super important and i think that spirit kind of started way back in the beginning because you were an artist early right. on like you came over you came to the u.s from portugal and when you were six? Is that seven, right? yeah. Six or seven? What yeah. year was that? Yeah, that was in 1959. Okay. And then how early did you pick up art? Oh, I, I think it was that uh, I didn't speak any English, so the teacher just gave me some crayons. Oh, yeah. And put me in the back of the class. <laughs> he doesn't know how to speak a word, so he just put me back there, and I started doodling. And then, um, uh, you know, they would give me like... Uh, assignments like to decorate the wall or something yeah. and uh, i started out with that and just something that uh, art just gave me an escape mm -hmm. because coming from a village where you had nobody there uh, i mean we didn't have anything i mean basically um so it just gave me um i don't know just like a direction and, and sure uh, and coming to the united states where i didn't know anything um, um, living in an environment that um, was kind of uh, terrifying because here we have a village that you, you're, it's healthy looking. There's you're out in the woods and you come to a concrete jungle. Yeah. And so uh, art was an escape from that. From yeah. Me. And you were Always in Connecticut. Is that Connecticut? Right? We we yeah. ended up in a in a ghetto there that was yeah. pretty intense. <laughs> Grew yeah. up with that until I was uh, 16 and was able to. Uh, have a vehicle to get out of there yeah and, and from there did you yeah. go to california is that uh, right not right away i went to rhode island traveled okay. around and you a, were going to go to the rhode island institute of it, art yeah but then have, couldn't, couldn't afford it, it. yeah yeah but uh it was the rhode island school of design okay i got accepted at that but um, yeah and so, then when you moved out to california what what was out there why'd you go well there? i was just doing artwork trying yeah. to uh be trying a printmaker life living the the bohemian artistic life yeah <laughs> what's i mean you you fell right back into that bohemian lifestyle here which is pretty well, interesting I, I i think the climbers all have that in them yeah. they're in a way they're artists themselves but yeah um, totally and bohemian on top of that but um yeah um, what brought you here to kentucky well kentucky was like um i had i was in rhode island and i met Neville Pohl, okay. know, I met him and uh, we got, uh, we were asked to take some artwork out west in a big semi truck Yeah, and that we were paid to do this. And sure. so we made a big trip out of it. Yeah. Went across the country up northern uh, California and came down to San Diego. But, uh, and that my life then started out there in the art world. That's where I really focused on it. Yeah. But um, yeah, art's always been part of my um, uh, 
escape, kind of like climbers do uh, climbing to escape some of their things or whatever. But it's it's a focus. You focus and you let your emotions out, whatever you have, yeah. put it on paper yeah. or whatever. I, I did etching, so that was my... Yeah, I've seen some. I saw one of your prints at Dario's house. Yeah, I'm gonna have was, to have a Miguel in my house someday. Someday so. we we can do that. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you should totally start making them again and selling them to. I to still climbers. have the plates in my crawl space of my house. They're stashed in a box down there. Yeah, you yeah, should cool. do it. You would be in high demand in this yeah, community. Really? <laughs> you know, I art to me is always uh, uh, so. I play that role of being an artist and uh, and loved it. You know. But like we were talking earlier, you know, art becomes like part of your ego and you people, you go to a party and say, so what do you do? Well, I'm an artist. Yeah, yeah. And that got to me once and uh, internally I, I felt uncomfortable with that. So one day for some reason I was doodling and this doodle came out with this image that I said, wow, it just inspired me. I said, I'm everything. I'm just, just not an artist. And that, that's when I gave up doing art and moved away from California and came back east. And it was basically was the drawing of this little care, cartoon character lifting up like a, a costume of an artist. And he's going in it. So he's... Oh, yeah. Good, um, can you imagine that totally. image? Yep. So he's putting on that costume of an artist. Right. And realizing that... You don't need a costume to be a person. Right. You just need just right. need to it be was yourself. There all along. <laughs> yeah, didn't so need you, to have the outfit. Yeah, so I threw that outfit out and I became who I am today. <laughs> a pizza man. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a lot more than a pizza man. A, but I mean, know. it was inspiring to that you could do anything. Yeah. You could be anything. And so um, that little drawing, I still have it. I kept it. And that was the most inspiring drawing I've ever had yeah. out of all the artwork I've ever done. Well, I think, you, I think you've carried that on. I mean, when you came here and bought this place, it was just a little, a little shack, basically. Yeah, it was really, yeah. You know, when I first started climbing here 22 years ago, I remember it being just a little shack with, you yeah, know, and almost bit. no people here. Yeah, there was nobody here. It was, you know? But again, you, you just, uh, it's like any other piece of work, you start... And you stick with it, you know? yeah. And so, just like just like your art teacher gave you crayons because you didn't right. know the language and you guys couldn't communicate, you didn't necessarily know the climber language no. back then. No. So you just had these crayons, and you're like, "Let's, let's paint a picture. Let's build this thing and learn yeah. how to talk to these people through that." Yeah, that's you know? a good way to look at it. Yeah, it's I true. think that's I think that's super super cool. Let's talk about just so you know the people who are around get to know what the history is here let's let's look at once you bought this place it was called the jotum down, jot store, down store, right? yeah. yeah from um uh, some guy from cincinnati had started that down here yeah but yeah we it was an abandoned building uh we just cleaned it up and started selling ice cream i mean yeah. that was the beginning of that um because we didn't have any way of making money and i said i was driving all the way to winchester for uh, work at a horse farm right i was raising vegetables for these uh nice people really yeah. and um but so we were stuck out here and we had to create something yeah and did it already have a pizza oven was that no there was nothing there it was a gift shop okay. originally and so um 
we just uh, started, Susan, so let's start with ice cream. And then um, after the ice cream went, the climbers started hanging out eating ice cream. Those, the, the team from Cincinnati, yeah, all those yeah, yeah. guys. All from, the old tratties. All the old tratties, yeah. Keith Phelps and Tom Souders. Tom Souders, yeah, yeah. Awesome people. I yeah, mean, they were genuine, awesome people. It's hard to find people like that. But, um, yeah, and uh, they they wanted something to eat, and that's how we then said, okay, well, let's just pizza's good. <laughs> yeah, and I've had a like a little background in um, dealing with pizza dough, and not so much pizza dough, but just bread making. Bread, yeah. Our, in our village, we ground all the flour for all the village, so we your family did. Our family did. So my grandparents were involved, and uh, we had like a. A grits mill that we that my grandfather had built. Oh, cool! So um, we ground all the flour for the whole community. And would the community come there? Come there, and then we would uh, negotiate. Like you know, you give us so much flour for grinding the rest, you know, and then we yeah. would also you know uh, bake bread, and then you could take it. My grandparents would take it to the city and sell it, and uh, they sold whatever you know cheese. They produced their own cheese and sold that. Wow. So I was around that as a baby, as a child. Yeah. And so. you're kind of repeating that now on a larger scale. You know, this is the community place. Yeah, I this guess, is where yeah. everybody comes. Yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah. You know, I, I only grew up around it for seven years, but it was uh, an interesting, uh, it stayed with me, you know, it's yeah. down deep somewhere, <laughs> probably. Yeah. And then when did you, because it seems to me that for a long time, it was still just that one little room. Yeah. Um, you mean for the... Like the pizza place. The pizza place, yeah. That little tiny space that we you know, and held up a pizza oven that cooked three with a piece a stick. Yep. <laughs> we stuck it out the, the window. Yep, yep totally. <laughs> that, that, was, uh, that was crazy what we got away with back here then, with an odd house, not a bathroom. Yep. Yeah, and crazy. there was, you know, there there weren't all these buildings that are here now, the pavilions yeah. and the shelters, and you know, if I were, the parking lot was really small. Yeah, yeah, and then they uh, and the love shack was back there. Yeah, the old love shack. Yeah, that Porter. Uh, yeah, all those guys. Uh, you know, we we lived in it for a year and a half or so while we we're building our cabin, and then all the climbers took it over. Yeah. Until they got so dangerous because they were using the <laughs> building for firewood <laughs> to keep themselves warm in there. And what I, it just got like so dangerous because there was nothing structurally holding it up. Yeah. It was kind of terrifying. Porter so was I just said, burning his own house down to stay warm. <laughs> <laughs> so we, well, the Canadians were the, the ones that were doing that more because okay. all the Canadians came down after Porter yep. put up because uh, they knew Porter. Yep. So we invited them all. There were 30 of them out here at one time, you know, living in their vans. And then they started taking that thing apart. And one day I went in there and I saw just one wall just had little boards. I said, this thing's going to fall on you guys. <laughs> so I put a big piece of plywood on the door and kept them out, but they still crawled in through the windows. Yeah, for sure. And then that winter I said, I'm going to... You know, I burned the, you know, we uh, had the fire department up. and uh, Yeah, I think it was falling apart by the time that that I was here. You're showing up. Like it yeah. was on Ed, its, you know, Ed Mack was living upstairs too. I don't yep. know. If, up, yep. Yeah. With Porter. Ed's still around. He's still here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's uh, quite a character. Yeah. So when Porter came, it kind of started to explode shortly after. Like nothing like it is now, but no, 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 still no. Yeah. pretty big. 
Well, he wrote that first. Um, the first little guide. Well, no, before that, he wrote oh, the, that article, article. Rockinized yep. the Jaws of the Red or something. I remember that. Shark. Yep. Yep. It's pretty cool, a shark. And um, Twinkie was like uh, uh, the big one back then. Yeah. It was like the, what is it, 12-something? 12 12A, 12 yeah. That was like, everybody had it come from there. It's like, yeah. Yeah, no place else in the world really has that kind of climbing. Oh, really? Know? It's pretty unique to hear. When did you start adding on? Like, Well, after Porter showed up, I mean, it's like uh, within, you know, two years, it just started, people were showing up from Europe. And yep. uh, so it was, it got built up. So we started building more shelters. And yep. uh, you built the kitchen, the kitchen out, right? Yeah. Yeah, built an addition to the kitchen. And um, I think one of the crazy things people don't realize is that the basement, you know, beneath it was, it was a crawl space yeah it was yeah we kept our stored, trash down there. yeah <laughs> yeah i remember and porter dug it out right no it was me roger and um kenton oh me, really? roger and kenton, kenton. Yeah. one winter we got down there and it was all sand it's uh, we dug all that by hand wow it was we went down four feet four feet of sand it was amazing we dug it all out one winter and then Poor, we asked Porter to come in and show us how to sh protect that, you know, the structure. structural, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the foundation, how to protect. And he came in while he was going by climbing. He would stop in for an hour and advice, give us advice on it. And uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, well, I think one of the hallmarks, in my opinion, of, you know, a, a good artist is that they're able to kind of ride on the front of whatever waves are happening, you know, yeah. and they kind of create the, you know, for lack of a better word, the, the image of what this new wave looks like, you know. I think that's what artists do a lot of the times. And I think you were able to, even though you want to be humble about it and give, and, and Martin deserves credit for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so do so does Porter, so Everything. does everyone who built it. But, oh, God, yeah. but you were able to, ride on the front of that wave and keep expanding for this community that was just exploding year after year after year and you're still doing it every time i every season yeah. i come back you here there's to. something new yep. and you've expanded to fill the needs that are about to happen exactly you know i think that's super important and it feels creative it feels you know you were on the front end of the first time I ever saw pizza that had more than just pepperoni, sausage, <laughs> onions, and mushrooms was, really? was here. Okay. Well, that was, that was all inspired by climbers themselves. I, don't give me any credit. Like corn on the pizza was, that was uh, a Krieg. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was Sam. Sam Krieg said, yeah, we got to have some corn on this pizza. Okay, sure, let's put it on there. Yeah. and I, I think, personally don't like it, but corn on the sure, pizza. <laughs> sure. But, so... Did you ever get into climbing yourself? I know you a little bit with Martin and yeah. uh, Keith. They would take me out. I did like roadside, uh, you know, all those little sevens and eights. You know, yeah. Arachnid was. I, th I thought that was my favorite. That was fun. Yeah. But uh, I, I never really took it up as uh, as you know. Didn't really inspire me that much climbing. Yeah. I really enjoyed the art part more side of things. Yeah. And they gave me the same thrill, uh, but it's I was fun. I mean, I enjoyed that time of it that I did a, a little bit of it, and then moved on. You know, it's like uh, 
like yeah. anything else I've done with my life. Yeah, and you're, I enjoy you're, the you're moment so connected to the community here. What's what's this community give back to you if it's not climbing that you're super interested in? Well, I I, I just, you know, climbers in general, the majority of them, they're not the typical everyday, you know, uh, even though they all go to college and they want to go to college and then graduate and have a job, but the, the ones that are got into climbing, they they have something more, a little spark beyond that, mm -hmm. and they're looking for some adventure in their lives. And uh, I've always felt that way about my life. So you know, I'm not a cookie cut thing. You know, yeah, I like to explore, and uh, and I think climbers have that in them, and yep. that's what I think I enjoy about climbers. Yeah, you know, is that adventure to be able to, uh, you know, create something out of nothing sometimes. You yeah, know, totally. Like, you know, you, you have to have that to survive in this world. If you don't have that, then you're you're doomed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think I think this space that you've created here, like I started climbing here when I was 19 or so, and. And it seems like when I think back, like a lot of my formative moments happened down here. And the time that I spent, you know, reliving those moments and analyzing those moments, a lot of it happened sitting in your dining room or yeah. sleeping in your parking lot or, or whatever, you know. So this place feels like I grew up here. You know, and I think a lot of people go through that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what we provide here. It gives you an opportunity to uh, take time out and to look at your life. I mean, because I did the same thing when I was in California traveling. I, you know, I, I traveled a, a lot out there, and I had a lot of moments. I would go out to the desert by myself and camp out yeah. and look at it, look at everything. With a, a different, without any influence around you, just by yourself, and that's really good to have. And this place kind of gives you that, you know, like the kids can come here, young people, and work for us, and uh, take time out and save a little cash to go on a trip, and that mm -hmm. gives them a year to go and explore that, like I did. I mean, I yeah. do that, you know, even though I didn't go to school after. But it's, you know, it's good to take a little break look at it and uh, go back into it because you got to go back into it there's no way you can escape it <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna no happen matter how eventually. you try <laughs> yeah you gotta go back into it you yeah gotta for be sure part of it otherwise you won't be fulfilled if you're not part of it yep and you get to see those kids come back year after year like a lot of them stay here for several years yeah you know, and work their summers even though summer might be the worst season to climb here they're like this place is home that's this is where i go for the summer yeah it's true yeah yeah every year there's uh more and more and yeah this is their little home for a short time not yeah. permanently <laughs> yeah and that's probably a good thing for your sanity yeah yeah not that, permanently. that you're not raising thousands of teenagers no i don't want to <laughs> yeah. yeah but but you know what you've done a great job with the kids you do have you yeah. know Dario's amazing. Sarah's amazing. I don't know Mark nearly as well, but he seems like a cool kid every time I'm around him. You know, in my mind, Mark's still five. Yeah. So it's hard to see him now and be like, oh my God, I'm, how old am I? Yeah, he just became 21. Yeah, and you're a grandpa. Yeah. You got 
you got three children cool grandkids yeah yeah how's that it's good i mean it um i enjoy their space you know their time with them and um and i think the reason that is what's inspiring me to do art again you know you could uh you could uh, leave them, you know, you, money and stuff, and they could burn that up in no time. But if you leave them some artwork, that's why I want to get back into it. Yeah. To leave them some kind of art they can put up in the wall and they can remember you. <laughs> yeah. After yeah. you're gone, whereas anything else that's just gone. Yeah. Well, you've got this legacy too, you yeah. know, that you've really, really fostered and built down here. And <laughs> I, I remember reading in an article years ago that you said, that you were talking about how your kids were all into rock climbing and you said, my son's a little too much into it. I wish he would run the business more. You know, how's, how's he doing now? He's doing really good. Yeah. He's really, <laughs> he's, he's, he's back here listening. So yeah, there is, there is, he's, he stepped up to the plate. He's, he's knows what he's doing. He know he's very creative like me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it just takes time, you know, a little bit of, um, I think it also my wife needs to give him more freedom to do it more. Yeah. <laughs> poor Susie. Yeah. <laughs> she's not totally comfortable she's yet. She's not comfortable letting go of the letting reins. Letting go, yeah, the reins. That's so. tough to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's hard. How are you handling it? Awesome. You're just ready, ready to hand them over. Yeah. You're like, Dario, take this thing. I don't yeah. want it. I think so. I think so. Uh, I'm ready. Well, I think you're in a good spot. You know, you get to see all these kids you've essentially raised. You know, they've, they've all grown up under your roofs <laughs> and you know and now you've got grandkids you need to enjoy and yeah the I little that's things a that good uh, idea to hand it off yeah he's, it's yeah it's at a point that it's grown enough and it's kind of maintaining itself pretty well yeah so it's really good and I, you know the the whole thing too is that there dario's always been and mark uh we raised them in a with a spirit of um you know, that we're all, you know, we have like some merit, you know, and uh, all people have merit and to yeah. treat everybody with that, you know, with a certain, um, uh, what's the word, uh, respect or something, you know, that yeah. we all need to respect one another and stuff. And that's the way, you know, it should be. I've raised them that way, and I think they do that. Yeah, I think know? they do as well. Yeah, and you know, it's it's been pretty cool to watch Dario. So when I first started climbing here, he was he was pretty young. Yeah, I and it's it's really fun to watch him become such a part of this community and a pillar in this community. Really, I mean, everybody knows who he is. He's a stand up guy in every situation, and everybody respects him. You know, oh, I'm cool. I don't think yeah, I'll like ever that. hear a bad word about. Dario, you know, because I think he's just a super good guy, and everybody realizes that. And uh, that's you know that's in no small part because of you. You know that's right. What There's you've a, done here and built building this community was huge for him as a kid. Yeah, yeah. You have to. But one thing I've learned about all that too, there you know in life there are two types of people: there are givers and there are takers, and you have to know who you want to hang out with too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. You really, that's yeah. so important because uh, yeah. you keep run yourself down. So it's it's got to be a balance. Yeah, and I'm trying to teach that into them. Yeah, well that's that's, that's uh, really great. That's that's a 
one thing that has to be learned. Yeah, good. <laughs> In well, before <this> life. <laughs> before we wrap this up, do you? What's your like craziest standout Miguel's story? What story. What do you remember happening around here that was God. the <laughs> craziest thing you remember? I don't. Oh, I, there's there've been a, probably a lot, but other uh, than the Spencer Victory fireballs. <laughs> you know, but. Well, I think I think one one. Uh, what was it for Thanksgiving, or was it uh, maybe it was Halloween? Our first Halloween, I think. I don't know if you heard this story. There was uh, two drag queens showed up. No, <laughs> <laughs> dressed in really hot clothes, and yeah. I really thought they were women. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were underneath. You remember the old basketball court? Yeah, they, they were under there, and uh, they. Uh, uh, they were like they wanted a party or something. So somebody told me, about, "There's two ladies here. They want a party." And I said, well, <laughs> "What kind of party they're into?" So I go over it and and I said, "What's going on here? You know, what kind of party you're looking for?" And they said, "Oh, we just want a party." And it says, "We know Miguel really well, and uh, he said we can hang out here and party and stuff." And I said, "Oh, that's cool. You know Miguel." <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of just let it go, you know, and I just said, well, this place here, these climbers, you know, they're, they're not much into partying right now. They, they, you know, they climb all day, they're tired, they're burnt out. Yeah. And they just go to bed. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, and they just moved on. It was really funny. That was uh, interesting. That's day. hilarious. Well, you know, there are rumors that you don't actually exist. Oh really? Because, that's good. Because you're not around during the day. That's I know. good. Well, let's let's do it. Keep it up. That I've heard way. it. I've heard the rumors that Miguel's isn't actually a real person. Yeah, but, that's that's true. Yeah, that's true. I made that <laughs> drawing up. With, uh, I don't have any hair any anymore. Any blonde hair anymore. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I, I I appreciate you sitting down with me a ton cool. and. Congrats on another successful Well, I've, I've always here. enjoyed you, Chris. Thank you for yeah. well, I'll be back. this. I've always enjoyed hanging out with you, and uh, you've always been a motivation to me, especially with your artwork, too. So. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks Good. for sitting down with me. I'm going to have a Miguel on my walls eventually. So we will. I'll definitely. I'm, uh, I'm uh, just, uh, yeah, I have plenty. I need to get those uh, plates out and print some, uh, you yeah. know, a small edition or something and uh, yeah, pass on it. some to you. I will. I'll definitely do that to yeah, you. Yeah, I would love it. I like to Maybe trade. one of the, once we get a house built in Wyoming, once we're officially moved, we'll, uh, maybe I'll see if I can get you to carve something for me. And That'd be pretty, that would be reasonable. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. You just have to tell me what you want. Yeah, I would something. love to buy carving. So Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Miguel. I really appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, I definitely owe a great deal of gratitude to Miguel uh, for fostering this community that he has because it, you know, becoming a part of this community really changed my life in a pretty dramatic way. Uh, so huge thanks to Miguel for sitting down and talking with me and um man hearing the story about the drawing and you know this costume he realized he was wearing that's really powerful and i think it takes a great deal of maturity to to realize you're in that place and to try and shed that costume and it's and it's kind of something you you know you might struggle with for quite a long time and and you really reach a really great peaceful place 
when you are able to shed those clothes and and it's pretty cool to see what Miguel's done with that and um next up we've got uh Dario Ventura Miguel's son who's now uh, basically taking over the business and he's become like I said uh, a pillar in this community um and Dario's been a friend of mine for a long time so uh, so stay tuned, and after the commercial break, we will talk with Dario. What's up, everybody? Chris here. Pardon the interruption. I'll keep this short and sweet. Since this podcast started taking off and we've been growing it, you guys have been asking how you can help out. I've got three ways for you. Number one, you can become a patron. That just means you give a monthly donation to the podcast, a dollar and up, and you get something in return. And you can check out what those rewards are at patreon.com slash powercompanypodcast. Best of all, we'll keep it sponsor and commercial free for you. Number two, you can rate us and review us on iTunes. I know it's a pain in the ass to go to iTunes and do all that, but it really helps us out. At least that's what I'm told by the podcast powers that be. And number three, perhaps the easiest way and the best way to help us out is to share us on your social medias. Anytime you see us post up a new podcast, please share it with your friends. Tag people who will really appreciate it or who need to hear the advice that we're giving. All right. Thank you, guys. And back to the show. Man, that sucks. Oh, I know. All right. That's what you get for helping people. <laughs> well, your dad, you don't have a choice about that. <laughs> Man, so, so I just want to get your perspective, like, as you know, when I first started climbing here, what well, I was that was 22 years ago. How old are you now? I'm about to be 33. So you were like an 11 year old, yeah, at the time. <laughs> I had a sick bowl cut. <laughs> <laughs> you did have a sick bowl cut, that's awesome. What was this place like for you as an 11 year old, or as a you know, even younger? Because Porter and Snide and all those guys were around before, before yeah. I got here. Uh, I guess it was like. I was also I was homeschooled, so I was here a lot, and uh, so I spent a lot of time just hanging around them on rest days for them. Uh, so I guess for me it was just like having a playground of extremely old friends, <laughs> <laughs> extremely old and nutty friends, yeah, and crazy. Uh, which I think in turn made me feel pretty comfortable around most people because they were, you know, they're an odd crew, you know. Yeah, I think, you know, if you're homeschooled and, you know, especially in a community like this where it's backwoods Kentucky, basically, <laughs> that that could lead to not being very social, not understanding how to move through a community. Mm-hmm. But but those guys kind of took you under their wings, if I remember right. Oh, like, yeah. When I first started coming down here, you were like <laughs> the cool, popular kid. Everybody <laughs> was psyched when you were around, you yeah. know? So having all those friends from all these different places all the time, you know, I think you've, I just told your dad, I think you've become this really important part of the the worldwide climbing community, really. Everybody knows you and everybody respects you. And I think that's, you know, in yeah. partially due to that, that upbringing here. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I feel very fortunate uh, because like you said, like even when I went to regular school and like kind of got out of my climbing bubble, yeah. Uh, then I got to feel the side of like 
no one knows you. <laughs> right, <laughs> I, I was right. not the cool kid. <laughs> right. Uh, but no, I feel fortunate because I think that uh, I was very cultured for living in a very uncultured area. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I mean, I, I guess that's contributed to, you know, when my dad started in this whole thing, but it's lucky. <laughs> yeah. Lucky is the best way to put it, I guess. Yeah. And I've watched you gradually kind of start to take the reins of the business yeah. and, you know, continue this thing that your dad's been doing. And, yeah. and I admire that he's, and I have admired this for years, that he and you and everybody here kind of grows it with the community. Like yeah. you guys seem like you're right on the front edge of knowing what the community needs yeah. and and then providing that before we even know we need it. Right. And I think it's cool that you're taking that over and, you know, and continuing to grow it. Yeah, I mean, I think if you have one, if I think it's easier for us maybe, and I don't know if we notice it on purpose because we're just so in, in deep in like the climbing community and dealing with the people every day that like the needs are not necessarily like, you know, I always talk to people and they're like, so how did you plan this out? Or how do you, you know, how did this come about? And I don't think many of our plans come about that way. It's more like it becomes a necessity. And then we're like, well, this is what needs to be done next, which is kind of like a never ending spiral tunnel because there's always something next. Yeah, sure. But, <clears throat> and this place just keeps exploding, exploding. Yeah. So, but I mean, now it's come to a point where it's like, uh, you know, now we're just kind of like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this place is crazy. But who knows? I mean, I think my dad's a, always is, assumes sometimes that that maybe it's the need is not there, but we'll still provide it. But then every time we assume that, the need is filled. So it's kind of like we're always kind of like surprised and people are like why are you surprised <laughs> you're like i don't know maybe we're too humble or i don't know what the deal is i think you are i think both you and your dad are like humble almost to a fault like, yeah sometimes i think we should like be you more. both want to give credit elsewhere <laughs> and not take credit and man i think what you guys do here is a super special super important thing i mean miguel's and I know you've heard this term that it's been called the Camp Four of the East. Right. And I've spent a little bit of time in Camp Four. And Camp Four at, sucks. At this point, I would argue that <laughs> Camp Four isn't even quite the Miguel's of the West. <laughs> yeah. Like, Camp Four. This I, place is way cooler. I know. I grew up always hearing about Camp Four from climbers and being like, yeah, this place is. And then when I finally went to Camp Four and I was like, sneaking in Russ Clune to sleep in a tent with me <laughs> so he wouldn't get kicked out. I was like, this is not, <laughs> Miguel's is not the camp for the cell. Yeah, it's just, you know, the history is out there and yeah. those guys, you know, romanticized that history and wrote about it. Yeah. So it's become this larger than life thing. But Miguel's really is a, a life size large thing like it's it's real it's here it doesn't need the romanticizing because it's true yeah like yeah i mean i think you know i just think maybe why it's come to that i i mean i know my dad doesn't like to take credit for it, but i think that they believed in i guess you could call it the outdoor industry maybe not just the outdoor industry in general way before it actually really existed yeah and by believing it, like it just gives you a step up because you're like you're the person that's trying. You know, you're 
you just have a step up on everyone, not because you planned it or did some diagram like most right, business people right. would do. Yeah. You just like are there and you believe and you stick it out long enough that eventually it pays off. Yeah, that's huge. And I, you know, people come to us a lot and they're like, so, you know, what's the secret? And it's like, honestly, you just have to like lose money for like 20 years <laughs> <laughs> and live really poor. And then eventually it'll, then you eventually it pays off. Yeah, just keep believing in yourself even when it's tough. Yeah. You know, even when there are like 12 dirty climbers are your only customers. Yeah, exactly. And the wait is like two hours for a pizza and you're just like, but no one cared, you know, it was just, yeah, because, uh, yeah, I know people don't realize like when we were kids, how poor we really were, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, was there a point as like a young adult when you were like, there's no way I'm taking this business over? Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I went to, when I left to go to college, I had no desire to do yeah. it. Uh, I want, I want to go to school. And actually, I wanted to go into business, but I wanted to like, I don't know. I, I think at that time, I didn't even think of Miguel's as a business. Right. You know, because it, it had not really blossomed into what it is now. So, and then I went to business school and then I started learning what they were teaching in business school. And it was like this cutthroat, like how to put your neighbor out of business attitude. And I was yeah. like, and I grew up in an area where we were literally the only business and that we never had to deal with that, you know, it was just, mm. just like. Everyone was just kind of easygoing and, and I was really turned off by it. And then it almost drew me back to this business because I was like, that's the side of the business I like, like this family kind of like oriented, like low cutthroat attitude, you know, it's just like, yeah, it turned me off. <laughs> yeah. And you've now, you know, you've got Cedar, your daughter, you're married and Emily's amazing. And, you know, your family is here. Like yeah. you guys, yeah. you moved down here to the same area yeah and are continuing this business and you know so you must you must have turned that corner and feel really good about this place now yeah i mean it's yeah it's definitely i wouldn't go anywhere else <laughs> yeah and yeah and it's awesome my my wife she loves climbing and and it just it's perfect for us and yeah there was a while there where i wondered if you would continue climbing yeah like I, <laughs> I was curious about how how you saw it being pretty much the only true local down here. Yeah. You know, and no other locals here climb. Right. You know, I thought, oh, I wonder if Dario will keep climbing, but it seems like it's just gotten stronger over the years. Like, yeah, I think, I think that I've just, I've, uh, I think it, when like any kid, if you grow up in something with something and, you know, I grew up around everyone being like, yeah, you need to be a rock climber. You need to like go crush like you kind of get overwhelmed by it yeah. uh and then uh now that i've i'm back here and i'm climbing a lot again now it's it's it really is like a enjoyment for me and a freedom that i look forward to every day and i mean i don't know if i'd want to live in slate kentucky if i was a rock climber <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and i think you know i, I can see that at the crag like, yeah you're definitely enjoying it yeah emily's enjoying it and Cedar's just the coolest kid to have around She's at awesome. the crag. You yeah. know? She comes up with the best names for people, which <laughs> I thought I was good at, but she's way better. So. But yeah. yeah, man, I'm I'm super stoked that you're taking this over and continuing this thing and that you're such an important part of this community. Because I've, you know, I've decided that my life is needs to be lived inside this community. And yeah. 
you know, I'm, I'm stoked to be able to be a part of it with you. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, it's uh, hopefully continues. That's, yeah. that's my hope. I hope this place just stays good like it is right now for till I die at least. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to go any other way, man. Yeah. So you guys have done something special here. So thanks for taking a few minutes. And now yep. Cedar's up with grandma and grandpa now. So yeah, I got some freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you have that. So. All right. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thanks, man. It's been really inspiring for me uh, to see the way that Dario has built this family and you know the, his family is an integral part of the Red River community and um, he just remains a, a pretty cool guy and you know he, he doesn't let it go to his head which is pretty amazing to me um, yeah so thanks to both of you Dario and Miguel and um, I appreciate you guys sitting down and chatting with me for a little while I know you're busy especially in the fall which is uh, when somehow I talked you into sitting down. So I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, to all of you guys out there, um, thanks for the successful 2016. Looking forward to making 2017 bigger, better, and even more inspiring. And um, we'll see you guys there for sure. Uh, anytime you have suggestions, you want to say hello, you know where you can find us on most of your social medias, on the uh, the Pinterests, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, at PowerCompanyClimbing.com. Uh, but you won't find us on the Twitter. Why? Because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles. Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, 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 this time